You have reached the Geek Elite. Good luck. Time to take that another journey into mystery with Ian and Mitch. And we're talking this week about Thor, the Dark World, the sequel, sequel, secret, secret, sequel. No, it was it was well known. It was well known. (laughs) (laughs) The straight up sequel to Thor. uh, It's also kind of a sequel to Avengers because we have fallout from Avengers with uh, with Loki being imprisoned. But uh, overall, what is your thoughts on Thor, the Dark World, Ian? Um, on my initial watch through of everything that is the MCU, like as it came out, it was the hardest to watch. Ooh, and I would still agree with it. It is still <laughs> the hardest to watch. I I can't tell if I don't like it because it's not good, or if I don't like it because I just don't care. <laughs> <laughs> So upon rewatching it this time, I feel like there are a lot of things in this that are really good that could have made for a really great movie, but uh, a lot of it just falls apart, and it all a lot of it feels um, disconnected from itself. Like I feel, yeah, that's that's a really good way to put it. It feels like they set up all of this stuff just to go, you know, Act Three, forget all of it. it's like did you have to go home early when you were writing act three or did you just like call your friend hey can you cover for me for like 10 minutes (laughs) just just keep an eye on things yeah don't don't let the pot overboil what did they do they let the pot overboil yeah it, it so we have thor back in Asgard, and why it is that he hasn't made his way back to to Midgard after Avengers, I don't. I know after the end, end of Thor, he promised his dad that he would stay on on Mid, on Asgard, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but he goes back to Earth to get Loki, and then has a whole you know romp with the Avengers. But now he still hasn't gone back, and Jane is feeling you know. Like she broke up with him. I don't know. Like they, they've had a breakup, but it's more. He just never came back, <laughs> which I would yeah. assume would be worse. <laughs> um, she got ghosted by a demigod. <laughs> there you go. That's a great way of putting it. I just I don't that. What do you feel about the whole relationship between Jane Foster and, and Thor in these two movies? I think it's one of the redeeming qualities of the Dark World. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, because she's the only thing that keeps Thor involved. Mm. If it was just like, oh, there's a big spooky thing called the Ether, Thor would be like, <laughs> okay. <laughs> and like, what do you want me to do about it? But now she's sick with it. It's all like possessing her and whatnot. And he's like, well, we can't have that because you're just a human and that's going to rip you apart. <laughs> but, um, and then from there, we, that's that's how we get the movie but that takes like 
20 minutes, 30 minutes to even get to yeah, the movie. That's very true. <laughs> I oh. and I just I don't know. I don't know if it's just the Natalie Portman, Chris Hemsworth factor of it, but just I, to me, it just seems like there's no chemistry between the two of them anymore. Like I don't even know if I, I saw it really saw it there in the first movie or not, but like the second movie to me, it just seems like it's all disingenuous. I get that. It's one of those things. If you put like, you can't just put attractive people on the screen and have it work. <laughs> <laughs> there has to be more to it. True. Very true. Now, I know they don't really have all that many much scenes together, but him, uh, Thor and, and Sif, I like that relationship. I seem like it seems like there's more to it there. And who knows what would have actually happened if they continued the same direction with the third Thor movie. Like there's a lot that's set up in this movie that it's, you can tell what's supposed to be played out in the third Thor movie. But then I think they saw that the first two Thor movies just didn't pay out the way that it was that they were hoping it was going to. Yeah. And they, they just let Taika take it in a third direction altogether. And it's just like, we just need it to tie in with infinity stones. So do that for us and we're good. And he's like, all right, I got this story. Sif <laughs> <laughs> isn't even in the third movie. The warriors three all get killed. Like, or two of the warriors three get killed. Like almost instantly. The third one comes back and gets killed. Well, that's, that's Thor the Ragnarok though. We'll talk about that later. This one, we get to see the warriors three do a lot of battling. So we got, we see a little bit more than what we saw them in the first movie. Um, we see Sif doing uh, the stuff that she can do on her own because she's that badass. And yeah. yeah. And uh, other than that, like, I guess I wish this movie had been a lot more of Asgard than it was. Yeah, it would have been <clears throat> it would have been cool if it was like just Asgard, like yeah. get get Earth, get Midgar out of the equation. Mm-hmm. And make this our first like real romp into the cosmic MCU. Yeah, which it just kind of leads into. Uh, kind of leads into uh, Guardians of the Galaxy there at the end. I guess. Kinda. Is it just more Infinity Saga altogether? I guess. I'm trying to remember what the after credits scene was on this one. So the first, the first mid credit scene is the Sif and Volstagg dropping off the uh, ether to the collector played by Benicio del Toro. Yeah. And so he's getting that one. He says this, well, that's one down five more to go. And we know in the guardians of the galaxy, they try and sell the power stone to him. Um, the orb. So uh, he's going to get two. Yeah, they don't give that to him. And then, you know, the Avengers on Earth, they're just going to go drop off Vision with him. <laughs> and... Everybody just drops off their, their <laughs> with the collector. Yeah. Thanks. Leave Hold it, on to this for us. Leave it here for not ominous safekeeping. Yeah, I'm, I, I look like a totally trustworthy dude. <laughs> <laughs> M collector. M trusty. <laughs> um, but yeah, like, it's just, it, there's so much... I mean, there's not a lot that that happens on Earth except for like the whole third act where they have the big fight fight scene with uh, Malkith. But it just feels like most of this movie should have took place. More of this movie should took place in in Asgard. To me, like that's how I feel. Um, yeah, we should have explored that more. Maybe even the other nine realms. Like we get to see 
a little bit of Urendine or whatever. Urenheim? Wherever it is that Loki's people were supposed to be from, the ice giants are supposed to be from. Jotunheim. Jotunheim, thank you. In the first movie, in this one, we see a little bit of the dark elf world. The dark world. Um, And, you know, it's not much, but, like, if you could have had, like, a movie where it was Asgard is central and they're jumping around the nine realms to figure out where would have been fantastic yeah it would have been it would have been fantastic and different and you, like you said it would have been the, a first foray into the cosmic part of uh the mcu yeah and for how many times in the two movies they've talked about idrisil yeah <laughs> was that supposed to be thor like the third thor originally it probably i wouldn't doubt it i wouldn't doubt if we would have had that in the third movie honestly i would have been down <laughs> not saying that i don't like thor ragnarok it's still not way up there in my listings yeah i feel like they it was after this movie that they went full steam into oh no no thor has spent enough time around earth people he understands sarcasm and how to make <laughs> jokes <laughs> and that's how they just started writing him. They wrote him like space-based Tony Stark from here on, just with his <laughs> quips. Not his like actual personality, but with his sarcasm and everything else. Oh yeah. It's yeah, like, they they definitely yeah. lay on the, the thick sarcasm. But I think that's in and you're right. That you could play that off as he's hang he's hung around with Tony Stark enough now he knows how to do that. But yeah. it's the writers being like, Yeah, we just need to use Chris Hemsworth to his bigger strength other than his you know body to <laughs> comedy so let's do that because he's a funny guy he is and a he funny guy it, he does it really well it's just not my favorite thing for for thor like <laughs> yeah. he could be he can be jovial he can have fun but that's not his main characteristic that's not what he's a part of the team for <laughs> <laughs> i don't know I could just be griping about something that's not even there. No, I, I get it. So to kind of jump ahead to Endgame real fast, because we know in Endgame during this movie at some point, Rocket and Thor come back and uh, steal the ether from Jane Foster, right? Mm-hmm. Rocket sticks that plunger or a syringe into her and plunges out the, the ether. Uh, and then he also takes... Mjolnir at that time but the idea is that Captain America comes back to this exact moment and puts Mjolnir back and also re-injects the ether into uh, Jane Foster right that's that's what it had to have been right (laughs) how does he get there I mean, he's using the time the time machine that Tony built with all the pin particles, I guess. But uh, so does that I, let him just like pick where he wants to go in space and time? I think so. I, I mean, it's, it's I believe that's how they explained it in the movie. I'm upset. <laughs> I just want to know how that seed plays out. I would like, like everybody talks about the the him dropping the soul stone back off and seeing red red skull at the at that big old cliff thing. But I want to know how. He shows up and Jane's like, "Yo, hey, Cap, what do you do? What do you? Why are you coming at me with that syringe?" <laughs> I want to know what he does when he gets there and he just meets Asgardians that aren't Thor. True, because yeah. like 
he's just like, wow, this place is beautiful. I, I'm not going back to Earth. Like, I'm out. <laughs> I'm just gonna live here now. Well, he had he had his in in line. He needed to get back to Peggy. Yeah. And okay, that raises more questions about Endgame. Because <laughs> <laughs> Heimdall's alive at this point. True. And he's just cool with this. Yeah. With I mean, he's, just he's everything. He's just, so he's just like, all right, there's 12 billion people in Asgard. Pull on a number. Wait, 12 billion and one. Who's that guy? <laughs> uh, he has Mjolnir and a syringe full of the ether. We'll let him stay. Yeah. <laughs> Let's not worry about him. <laughs> yeah, because, you know, this wouldn't just completely save Asgard and <laughs> and Frigga. Right. And... <laughs> yeah. All those things. Heimdall, you're not doing your job. That's all I'm saying. You did the really cool thing of tracking down an invisible ship and taking it down with daggers. Yeah. (laughs) Which must be like a bio ship. Yeah, for the way that he was able to like cut through it. Yeah. And then it looked like he like essentially stabbed it in its eye and a bunch of fire came out. (laughs) It was awesome. I I liked that scene a lot. (laughs) Um I can the something I can praise this movie for. Its action was done really well. It was. It was. And uh like that that first but battle scene with Thor and the 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 Warriors three inch Sif, like they're on the battlefield, everybody's doing a, an amazing job, and then he comes in and takes out a bunch of people, but then goes up against the rock monster, which you know, don't let Korg see that you did that to maybe one of his people. <laughs> right? Like I I was thought that the same thing. Is that is that one of Korg's homies? Like they all know each other? Was was he supposed to get the flyer about the revolution and he just didn't <laughs> he didn't make it because Thor destroyed him? Yeah. <laughs> uh but yeah, no, I I think you're you're absolutely right. The the fight scenes in this were pretty pretty awesome. Um, I love that they, you know, they still constantly set up the whole uh Loki being able to use his trickster magic, I guess, so to speak, like just basically back in his cell when he's looking at him and he's talking to him, he's like, "Hey, get rid of the illusions," and he's like, "Oh yeah," gets rid of it. He's just he's 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 disheveled, so to speak. He's a mess. He's a. (laughs) Do you ever think that like maybe Loki doesn't even look like Tom Hiddleston? Like (laughs) that's just the the glamour that he puts on. You know what? That's a good ass glamour. Right. <laughs> um, I think that his glamour in his cell there wasn't until his mom died. Oh yeah, no, I think it, it's he definitely throws the glamour on after he has his his temper tantrum. Yeah, where he like breaks everything with his mom yeah. somehow. Yeah, because <laughs> he probably felt Thor coming. He's like, "Oh, I'm not gonna let him know that I'm upset." So yeah, and. This is also the start of we're brothers and we love each other, but we just have different means to ends mm-hmm. of the two of them. I mean, it's a very similar com- conversation that he has with Loki when they're on Scar later. Like, it's, dude, I, I, we're brothers. I don't understand why you hate me so much. And <laughs> right? Loki's just like, you, I, the fact that you don't understand why makes me hate you even more. <laughs> right. And, <clears throat> It's in Ragnarok, if I remember correctly, that we see them actually accept each other as brothers. Yeah. 
like yeah. that relationship gets solidified but we see the starts of it here yeah especially when he does the my brother needs help oh my god my brother needs help <laughs> somebody help me then yeet <laughs> <laughs> we're not doing that i hate that plan <laughs> too late my brother needs help. <laughs> Uh, uh. <laughs> he's from Jotunheim and he was Yoded. <laughs> should have saved good. that joke for Ragnarok. Damn it. Yeah, you should have saved it. It would have been okay. Um what'd you think of uh Zachary Levi as uh as Fandral? Uh I mean like I like Zachary Levi, I just like him in general, so I like seeing him in more stuff, but like it seems it just the the jump from Josh Dallas to Zachary Levi just seems odd. Like it's it Fandral's such a uh in these two movies there's is such a uh such a side character. It's like he they barely get anything and he his his whole for Asgard as he jumps off off the the speeding boat it's just like I don't know how to take that really. Like it almost is, seems sarcastic. Yeah, but is it supposed, supposed to be? Because <laughs> every single one of the every single one of the warriors committed treason. Oh yeah, so yeah. Is that the is is that the joke there? Is that we're doing this? We're going against Asgard for the betterment of Asgard. Zachary Levi, you handsome, confusing. <laughs> I, I don't. <laughs> Damn you. <laughs> And your Fandral rapier that you <laughs> didn't even use when you took down three guys after saying for Asgard, I'm upset. Yeah, I'm yeah, upset. yeah. I, you know, I also, I, I remember Fandral in the in the comic books. I feel like I remember Fandral in the comic books using a bow most of the time, and not seeing him with a bow in this makes me a little upset. Like. I don't know if that's if that's a, it was a true depiction or maybe it was just like a, an issue that I saw. But I'm looking right now. Okay, I just, I just Google imaged him because <laughs> <laughs> I figure whatever he shows up with most in Google images probably what he's Would got. Be it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the looks of it, if it is a sword, um, it's not a rapier. It's more of like a saber. Oh, okay. Um, hmm. but I mean, like he's fancy. Let him, let him be fancy. Let him be fancy. He'd draw the connections to Hawkeye, right? Yeah, and I think they had to go with the with the blade over a bow. That way, it's not just like, oh, Thor's trading one archer for another. <laughs> uh, so our big bad guy in this movie is the the Dark Elves. So Malkif is played by um, the Ninth Doctor. Why can't I remember Christopher Eccleston and? Uh, Wow. <laughs> I just IMD beat it and I was like, no. The doctor, really? Yep, the doctor. I was behind he was behind all that makeup. And uh his right hand man is the actor, and I, I don't want to even say his name because I don't know how to say it, but is the same actor that was Killer Croc in Suicide Squad and was in uh Lost for like a like a bunch of the early seasons. But he was the dude that ends up transforming into that giant monster elf. Yeah. Which was yeah. awesome. That was a cool transformation. And the, the, the black hole grenades are pretty awesome too. <laughs> yeah. And they're <laughs> brutal. Yeah. <laughs> and so incredibly useful. 
<laughs> Hi, I don't like that. Let me just get rid of it real quick, but like actually just get rid of it. <laughs> Odin, your throne doesn't exist anymore. No, no, it's it's gone now. Um gonna say something. But never mind. I forgot what I was gonna what say. What do you what did you think of the the Dark Elves as the as the villain? That's what I was gonna say. I think the Dark Elves got did dirty. Really? Okay. Um Malekith is supposed to be a lot more badass. <laughs> I mean, yeah, you're right. In the comic books, he's a lot he's a lot more badass. Uh I think you also know my other complaint. <laughs> yes. Of- you killed off your villain. We killed them off. <laughs> now, do you feel like all the Dark Elves are killed off or just like Malekith? I would think probably just Malekith. Okay. Right. Well, they destroyed the ship and they set it up as like the last ship of the Dark Elves kind of thing. Like the last carrier. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. So that makes me wonder if, if they have any possibility of returning in future uh phase movies mcu phase movies so okay we're not to end game yet but we we have a different timeline now yes no matter what with cap going back and living out his life with peggy we have a different timeline now mhm so are we going to see anything from that? I don't, I don't know. Cause so I don't know. You, you don't watch agents of shield, right? No. And so, there's enough of a backlog that I've kind of just like, eh. <laughs> <That's-> <laughs> <laughs> the most recent season, the season that's on right now, uh, you in the third episode, I think second or third episode, they're walking around in the 1940s, 20s, somewhere around there um and they kind of explained it like hey because they're they're doing time travel too like the thing is that you you can be a pebble in the stream the timeline will will correct itself if you don't make big changes so like you being there isn't big enough it the 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 water will go around you the time will go around you and correct itself like it will go back to the way it's supposed to just don't put up a dam so if you put up a dam it re, re it it redirects the um, time, right? The time, the stream. Yeah. So I'm thinking, you know, cap what we, we have no time. We have no idea what time he shows up in, in uh, after the end of in game, like when does he join up with Peggy? What period in the, in the timeline? I assume it's after he freezes originally. Yeah. But then he's living this whole, like I'm in two places at once. <laughs> Because he's frozen somewhere. And he's, he's out here dancing in the living room with Peggy. That's like right. nothing's going on. Did he adopt yeah. a new name? It probably. He probably is, is he now Roger Stevens? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It, you're it's weird. We have no idea. If we're going off the like don't put up a dam, he's kind of important. <laughs> yeah, but he's the the original him is still going to be living out the timeline the way it was supposed to. He's not stopping his other self. I'm still upset. <laughs> what I think would be that him having to sit back while other big huge atrocities are happening. Like 
what is that cap what does that steve rogers do like yep so this is the day that uh you know 9-11 happens nothing i can do about it i have to just sit here that's when we get mr freedom yeah you know that's true he could have wore a different costume the whole time and tried something else i i always assume that he must have gotten a job at shield like working super deep like behind nick fury like being like a bunch of people back influencing things yeah because you know he wouldn't be able to just directly work with like howard stark right but he would see right through it yeah exactly He'd be like, mm, nah, I taught, I, I taught you what the term fondue meant. I know who you are. <laughs> but what I was getting at with this, with like Cap making the whole like brand new timeline, we could still have Dark Elves. Cause you're right. We're actually, you're really right. Like Cap going and putting stuff back might fix itself, but it might not. Like, <laughs> I don't know. We we just happen to see the good timeline, and even in the good timeline, Tony still dies. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Um, actually, I think of the good timeline. Quill doesn't freak out, <laughs> and he defeat Thanos during the Infinity War. Yeah, and you know, then nobody else has to die. But that's neither here nor there. I mean, that would be the best, right? <laughs> that would be the 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 pinnacle timeline uh, <laughs> so i'm i'm sad that this is like the last time that we get to see heimdall being a badass i you get to see him fight in the first in the third movie like at the, end. Oh, yeah, at, at the end yeah i forgot yeah. about that yeah so you get to see him you get to see him do a lot of that fighting it's not till infinity war that he dies Okay, I so we believe. got we got one more movie. Yeah, yes, exactly. We got one, one more movie to love Heimdall. <laughs> I love the Idris Alba. Yes, he's he's my favorite part of the Thor movies. <laughs> I like that he he gets. I mean, he doesn't get a lot in the third movie, but he does get more. Like he's helping the surviving, you know, uh, Asgardians find shelter and. All kinds of stuff uh, to rebel against hell. Uh, so <laughs> I, I just like him, and I like that every time we see him, he gets more of a personality. Like they finally like they give him more to, to work do. with, and it's it's great. I love it. Um, <clears throat> I guess we'll talk about it when we get to Ragnarok. Yeah, I mean that this is the hard thing. Like, oh, the whole point of this show, this particular show is to talk about how it's going to influence the rest, and especially when we get into talking about new characters. There's no new characters in this movie. Like, no. there's there's uh, Chris O'Dowd's character. I love Chris O'Dowd, but like his character is brought in to say a couple funny lines, and that's about it. Like he's the the date for oh uh, yeah, Jane Foster at the restaurant, and he's just he's an okay guy but nothing and he does he has absolutely no influence <laughs> on the movie like later on he's he's the reason they find her phone and then find a way back to midgard i i hope that he's the love interest for jane foster thor oh that'd be interesting like i would love that where they actually 
went back and she gave him the date that he deserves because he seems cool enough. Uh, <laughs> and they just hit it off because Thor is God knows where in space. <laughs> well, I assume and, that he has to come back to give her the hel- the helmet, the hammer, so that she can become Thor. Um, it could it could Green Lantern. It could go find her. It could. You know what? That's, I, never, I'd be upset with that. Don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> that makes that's interesting. Um, so we know in the comic books and what it's called, Almighty Thor, right? When Jane Foster is Thor. I believe so. I think so. So when she gets the hammer, she gets like her body transforms. It becomes, you know, mus- more muscular. She gets the blonde hair and she has the power of Thor running through her, right? Yes. But that's also a, th- in the comic books, you know, Donald Blake became Thor. Like he was a, uh, a much scrawnier human with a, uh, a, a messed up leg that event that gets the power of Thor becomes big. But in this, in the MCU, you know, when Thor didn't in the first movie, when he didn't have the hammer and didn't have the power of Thor, he was still a pretty muscular dude. Right. So when we see Captain America pick up Mjolnir, he doesn't transform in in game. He doesn't become, even bigger than what Chris Evans is <laughs> like he, <laughs> he, he is able to bring down the lightning and he's able to swing the hammer, but he doesn't transform. So I guess my question is when we finally get to Thor love and thunder, when Jane gets to become Thor does, is she going to transform? That's a really good one. I kind of hope not. I guess not. Yeah. So you probably you're more like in armor, but with her normal body self. And I'm kind of here for it. Like, I hope they make the armor kind of badass. <laughs> would it be like Sif's armor or I'm more like that. armor? I would hope more like Sif's. Okay. Cause Sif just has a cool character design. She does. She does. I like, I like the, the buckler shield that she has and then like her sword that then can drop down to be dual blade and <laughs> obviously spin that around. Yeah. Like, <laughs> where does that blade hide? Yeah. As guardian <laughs> magic, sir. <laughs> Excuse me, Asgard. Where does that blade hide? Heimdall. <laughs> Heimdall, tell me where that blade was. <laughs> <laughs> it's the blade hidden inside the other blade, sir. <laughs> it's the blade playing a blade disguised as the other blade. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And it was the mighty Thor that was the uh, mighty Thor, not the almighty Thor. Okay. Cool. Uh, So then I guess if we don't have any new characters to talk about in Love and Thunder, what MCU characters have we not seen that you would like to see show up and would be appropriate? Oh, man. Um, We've I'm spacing on his name and I feel like an idiot and I don't know how to Google it. Um, you know, from book, uh, we saw him, his head was on the collector's wall. He's, Oh, like, you talking about beta Ray bill, beta Ray bill. Yes. Um, he'd be cool to show up. Like mm-hmm. granted, we've seen his head, but that's more of an Easter egg, not like an actual <laughs> yeah. death sentence. 
Yeah, Beta Ray Bill would be a great one to show up in Love and Thunder. He's um, like, hey, what up? And she's like, who are you? And he's like, Beta Ray Bill, dog. She's <laughs> like, that's cool. Like, that, Please use that dialogue, Marvel. <laughs> Get at me. <laughs> so we, I think what also would be cool if to just bring in some side characters from the X-Men part, like part of the universe uh, without bringing in the actual X-Men. You could bring in the GR. <laughs> yeah, you could bring in Jubilee. But if you could bring in the Shi'ar, that would be pretty awesome because that that's outer space stuff. Yeah. Um, you could bring in uh, oh the the Star Jammers. What's fucking Scott Summers' dad's name? Mr. It's Chris Summers. It's Chris Summers, and he calls himself. Yeah, I can't remember what he calls himself. It's it's like it's some weird like pirate name, I think, because he considers himself a space pirate he's uh god why is it is it just it's fleeting it's it's escaping my head let's see um corsair corsair and the star jammers that's right so i think that would be a pretty cool that's a band name and a half hold on The yeah, German the holograms. Like, what's going on? <laughs> I mean, it makes sense. He's Chris. He's Scott Summers' dad, right? Oh man! Actually, I'm pretty sure that if if you read in in like the the history, the comic book history of the character, I think Corsair is probably his pilot name, like his handle, like Maverick or Highball or something like that. Yeah. So I'm, I'm skimming the the Marvel like fandom wiki uh-huh and the only one that's jumped out so far is is corsair yeah um but that that does sound like a like a pilot call sign yeah and, call sign that was the word i was looking for thanks so i think that would be an interesting way to introduce characters that we haven't seen so far because i don't think you can with i mean i guess you could well, how would you like introduce Namor into a the a fourth Thor movie? I mean, Atlantis could be another realm. I, I know that the nine realms are already spoken for and in, in, in mythology. Uh, it's a sub realm. I don't know. Like, yeah, I guess it's a gateway to another realm. Like, yeah, like, hey, we're gonna go to Nephilim. We have to take a quick stop by Atlantis real quick. <laughs> you know, because they have the doorway for it. Yeah, it's it's like. It's like going from Phoenix to San Diego. You're going to stop in Yuma and you're going to get gas. You just have to. <laughs> because that's the way it goes because that's what anybody knows of of that town. That's right. It's it's on the way to you or on the way to San Diego. Yes. That's like uh I don't know if you remember that, but like a few years ago there was a article that came out like naming like uh why Yuma was important. Um it was in, I don't remember what magazine it was in, but it's <laughs> it uh, where the gas stopped. But yeah, but the, what they were like, it's like uh, with the popularity of Coachella now, Yuma has become a big music place or something like that. And I was like, I don't think people that are going to Coachella are stopping in Yuma. Like, <laughs> I don't think that's a thing that's happening. No. Yeah. <laughs> the thing is. Pretty- was pretty plugged into the music scene there for a long ass time, and whenever Coachella would happen, nothing would change in Yuma. So, uh, 
<laughs> I now question your journalistic integrity there. <laughs> yeah, that was the, the the one of the ten reasons that I had like the biggest issue with. It's like I don't think any of that happens in Yuma because of Coachella. Like people are, are if they're on their way to Coachella, they're like, we can hold out till we get to Palm Springs before we we stop we can just keep going right don't roll the windows down it's hot and methy yeah. <laughs> we love you yuma oh i love it but like it's true it's very true <laughs> um okay i had a thought let's hear it i had a thought because she's already been a character that we know and it wouldn't be hard to introduce her at this point She's been involved with weird cosmic things, so things could happen. Make Darcy Jubilee. Oh, wow. <laughs> so we know that Darcy, played by Kat Dennings, is going to show up in uh, the WandaVision show. Yes. So I guess there's a way you could do that. Combine <laughs> the two characters, have Wanda give her powers. I'm mainly just chatting shit there, but I would love it. <laughs> if Jane's like, hey, look, I'm Thor. And Darcy's like, oh, yeah, I could do stuff too. Sparks. Sparkles. Yeah. Fireworks in your eyes. <laughs> <laughs> Mostly just because it's just the right kind of amount of a sarcastic power mutation to give Darcy to play with for a movie. It's, it's true. She would, she would love it. She would, which is the sad part about or one of the sad things about Thor Ragnarok is that you don't get Darcy back for that movie. Yeah. I mean, she's connected to Jane Foster more than she is to Thor, but they have a, they have a, a decent friendship. Yeah. But she should, I mean, like, he shows up in this one. And she's like, Hey, what's going on? He's like, Hey, she's like, Oh, you're still muscly. <laughs> like, mew, mew. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that, that's all I had there. Yeah, that's fine. Um, I, I don't know much because I didn't read Mighty Thor, so I don't know much about that um that that time. So I don't know who what characters they could bring in for Love and Thunder. I know I think I don't remember if they were if it was confirmed or not that Christian Bale is going to be in the I know it's confirmed that he's in the movie, but that he is going to be uh the the evil guy that turns into a Minotaur in uh Mighty Thor, Jane Foster Thor. So He's like, a, I think, an oil uh, tycoon or something like that. I could be pulling that out of my ass completely. I just know that he turns into a minotaur. Um, but other other suggestions I know were that he put he he that Christian Bale play um, Beta Ray Bill. So that's going to be interesting. Whatever he plays, because that's you know for a lot of people that's Batman showing up in a Marvel movie. It's Batman showing up in a Marvel movie, but is the Nolan verse really DC? I mean, it's it's its own verse. It's we know its own thing, and there's and things it, in the I Nolan verse. We already had Batman show up in the Marvel universe. We had Michael Keaton show up as the Vulture, right? Like, yeah, so it's, and he's same same. Nah, I wouldn't say same same. <laughs> uh, no, it's not at all. <laughs> it's, but it's it's thirty years apart. Like his Batman movies were late eighties, early nineties. This is you know his his yeah. Spider-Man movie was 2016 somewhere around there. You either die, Batman, or you live long enough to see yourself become the Marvel equivalent Marvel equivalent of Man Bat. 
I mean, yeah, it's just it, actors have got to act, right? Hey, I'm not mad about it at all. <laughs> I I liked Michael Keaton as Vulture. Yeah, I, he did a great job as a villain. I can't wait to get to the Spider-Man movies because if I remember right, you have opinions. Oh, I have all kinds of opinions. <laughs> oh, I want to I talk to you about those opinions. Can we just can we just skip to the Spider-Man movies? <laughs> I mean, we can. It's completely our show. We can do whatever we want. <laughs> uh, no, I feel we'll like we'd be doing watch. a disservice. <laughs> we'll get there soon enough. Don't worry. <laughs> I'm upset. <laughs> What was um, your favorite part about this movie? My favorite part about this movie? Um, I liked the action. It just it looked good. It felt good. Um, the fights didn't feel shoehorned anywhere. Um, Loki did a really good job. Like, just... Like, Loki was a good part of this movie. Mm-hmm. Um... <clears throat> where you didn't get the emotion, like the emotional reaction out of Thor that you would want from several situations. You got him from Loki. Yeah. So like Frigga dying, Loki was pissed and you saw him be pissed about it. Like so much. So what's the, what's the line? Um, I don't know if I could trust you. You could trust my rage. Yeah, it's true. It's like, it's pure enough. You know that it's true. Like it's like, I want my revenge before. anything. Yeah. And like that kind of stuff. It's like, Ooh, Ooh, get him, Loki. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I'll definitely say that. Like, as much as that Chris Hemsworth has gotten so much work after being Thor, like, obviously, Thor helped him break out as a as a star, as a superstar. Tom Hilson, like, you don't you don't hear much about the, the movies that he's done other than this all that much. Like, he did that, what was it, Waylene Jennings movie? Uh... And he's done a couple other like uh uh indie art films. He did that what's that movie where oh the night clerk or something like that? Like it there's a TV show or a miniseries. It's just he's so good and <laughs> you see how well he does in these scenes in this movie. It definitely overshadows Crim Sensworth, but I think he hasn't been able to break out of being Loki because he's so good in these movies. Yeah. And I kind of really like the contrast between the two of them mm-hmm. where Chris Hemsworth feels like that he's doing a great job. Yeah. There's just so much more depth to Tom Hiddleston whenever he's doing anything <laughs> like that. There's so much more like, Oh wow, you're good at this. I mean, like, that's, that's the issue with, with heroes and villains though right like heroes as much as we 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 love we love seeing our flawed heroes it's just that they weren't written that way for the very longest time like yeah they're all that is good they do the right thing always it's just easy as as that like be good and you're the good guy so when they have to develop bad guys they have to give them like that well, I do these these things for my reason. Most people will probably relate to me for this reason because how how have you when is the time that you hadn't been wronged and you're like, yeah, I could probably kill that guy for wronging me. Like it even though you don't do it, it's still there in the back of your mind kind of thing. Yeah. So, I think people 
always end up relating more to villains than they do to heroes just because no one thinks of themselves as being that good. Give, give me my flawed anti-heroes <laughs> that are more villain leaning than hero, but they're still an anti-hero. So Venom. <laughs> yeah, but not, but not Tom Hardy. But not Tom Hardy. <laughs> uh, Topher Grace? No. <laughs> we haven't gotten a good Venom outing. That's fair. I, I'm right there with you. I, I don't. I thought, I thought the Venom movie was just so ridiculous. Um, maybe with the new like Spider-Man contract, maybe we can get something Venom, like a good Venom outing, because he can show up in the MCU. Maybe I don't know how that works. Maybe we'll see. You know that movie was just about to start shooting. The second Venom movie was just about to start shooting when the pandemic hit. So yeah, we'll and. If we get Venom versus Carnage, y'all have to do that right. Like, don't don't give me, don't don't come at me with the Venom movie again, but this time with Carnage. Like, um, <laughs> Woody, Woody I, Harrelson, save me. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I I guess you're putting all your your eggs in the basket of uh the director. Man, I can't remember who the director that the movie is. It's it's Gollum, the guy who plays Andy Serkis. And, yeah, Andy, Andy Circus. Thank you. He's going to be directing the Venom movie. So, so don't, don't do me dirty. <laughs> <laughs> Give me something that I can point at and go, I like that. And people won't go, really? <laughs> uh, speaking of directors, so the director of this movie was Alan Taylor. Um, he directed 14 episodes of Game of Thrones. Okay. Um, he's going to be directing the the Amazon movie Ringworld, which is an adaptation of the the book. Before Thor: The Dark World, he directed an episode of Boardwalk Empire for HBO and Bored to Death, a bunch of episodes of that for HBO. I mean, it's a lot of TV stuff. He did a bunch of episodes of Sopranos, Deadwood, Sex in the City. And now that you say that, you can see it. That a bunch of TV stuff. Yeah. 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 You can you can definitely see that that's how this movie kind of plays out. Like, like a really long TV episode. A really long TV episode, but then also a lot of like cut for commercial. Like this is where the commercial would go in parts. Oh my god that that's why the third act doesn't make sense with the rest of the movie. Yeah, it's exactly. a different episode. <laughs> it's a different episode. Yeah, like it's it does seem that way. Even though, like you know, Game of Thrones doesn't have episodes, but it just it feels like a made-for-TV kind of movie, not in production-wise, but just in pacing-wise. Lifetime presents Thor: The Dark World. <laughs> I like that it went to Lifetime. <laughs> it's a Lifetime movie because if it okay, hear me out. If it was on Sci-Fi, it would have no budget. It would have no budget, and the CGI would look real cheesy. It would look awful. And part of me is thinking that sci-fi is doing that on purpose because they're like, hey, look at us. <laughs> We're sci-fi movies, right? Anyway. Oh, yeah. Um, they lean into it now. Yeah, but it would go to Lifetime because there's a strong moral here of love your mom. Yep. You don't know when she's not going to be there anymore. Yep. That's call, it. Call your, right. Call your mom. People listening, if you're on good terms with your mom, call your mom. Call your mom. Just tell just, her you love her. You know. 
call your parents every once in a while. They miss you. Yeah. yeah. They're worried about you. They're worried about you. Do you have enough gas in your car? <laughs> Are you eating? <laughs> <laughs> Do you have groceries? Do you need any money? The answer is always yes. <laughs> I, I do need some extra money, please. Please. You, you got a chunk of change for me, like one time? <laughs> uh, okay, so what's, what, is there any one particular part that you hate out of this movie? Mm. Oddly enough, I don't like Odin in this movie. Interesting. Okay. Like, it's not that he's poorly done. I think you're not supposed to like Odin in this movie. But anytime he shows up, it's just like, would you stop? Would you Would you go away? Like, we're trying to save Jane here. And he's like, nope, I don't get it. I haven't even looked into the situation. Get rid of her. She doesn't belong here. Nope. Let the humans take care of her. <laughs> yeah, let the humans. Dude, I can tell you right now, she does not have the insurance for this. No. <laughs> <laughs> not gonna happen i don't care what your copay is you do not have the insurance for this no not even a little bit i I didn't like him yeah that's fair i like that uh aaron eric selvig was like in the the loony bin so to speak i know the mental institution you know he's running around naked or whatever i you know i guess after his events his part in the events of uh avengers he just went he went a little too two out there i think he even said it's like so what's what's your deal i had a god in my head (laughs) it happens all right man do you (laughs) i'm not gonna tell you no (laughs) um yeah like i I guess the my biggest issue with the movie is is what i stated earlier it's just just, there's not enough involving asgard and asgardians for me like there needed to be more of that like we got to see Thor interact with with Earthlings in in the first movie, like his whole like being humbled and having to become worthy of of the power of Thor again. So this one, it's more. I wanted to see like more of how he's like you see it in the beginning where he's just not into the party anymore. He just he's just longing for for Jane, but like how could his experiences on living on Midgard for a little bit? influence what he does in asgard like would be would have been interesting yeah like don't just make him pine over jane like he has to have some stuff that he misses from earth (laughs) what was it coffee that he liked so damn much yeah he did and he threw it on the ground and have another or another um uh this is the i believe this is the last time we see eric selvig right think so i don't think he shows up in age of ultron and i i know that he doesn't show up in ragnarok no he's not in ragnarok is he in infinity war or endgame at all not to my memory so i would say this is the last time we see him like it would have been an interesting character to have keep popping up like i i'm sure that they could have used him at shield like for his knowledge of what's going on with uh rainbow road or you know the other realms like that so and like i feel like okay looking at it now he doesn't show back up but i feel like he kind of gets replaced by hank pym kind of yeah like that would definitely he would 
they would have definitely had the same type of influence in the MCU science wise. Yeah. Like he kind of gets replaced by Hank Pym. And honestly, I feel like the interactions between Hank Pym and anyone in Wakanda is going to be better than Eric Selvig and anyone in Wakanda. (laughs) (laughs) That's true. Technology wise. But see, like Selvig isn't a, a technology type of doctor. He's a he's an astrophysicist. Like the whole, like him being able to go out with the Guardians of the Galaxy would be interesting. Like this is you know he gets to, he studied the stars but never went into the stars. This would be completely different for him. That'd be really cool. Yeah, just send him somewhere. <laughs> nice. Let him show up again. Yeah. That's all hey, we have. hey Fury, just send him on a cruise. <laughs> he's earned it except for not to Tahiti because that wipes your brain <laughs> uh, then don't do that don't do that no don't 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 do that but like send her to like an Alaskan cruise up the west coast like that's I hear it's nice alright one last question alright what's the most random Marvel character that you could think of showing up in uh, Thor Love and Thunder but it's still like somewhat appropriate to be there uh, what's his name uh, is it Jack of Spades uh, he... Jack of Hearts Jack of Hearts yeah who's like all radiation based yeah yeah that'd be interesting sure like, he'd be kind of cool <laughs> So, all, all I'm going to say is, if not him, then Two Gun Kid. <laughs> I mean, could it be an episode of Journey into Mystery without mentioning Two Gun Kid? Like, it's just. No, something... I'll, I'll do you one better. If it's going to be Two Gun Kid, make it uh, Tom Cruise, please. Oh, there you go. There you go. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I was thinking, like, what if Squirrel Girl showed up? Like, I wasn't even thinking about Squirrel Girl. Oh my god! Like just because you know how in the comic books she she's like she defeat she's defeated Thanos, she's defeated Doctor Doom, she's defeated Galactus. Like she's an all around low key badass that people don't know about, and just like have her show up and defeat Thor or something in some way. <laughs> just to be hilarious, hot, like under a you cannot move amount of squirrels. <laughs> um you know what no just give us the entire great lakes avengers team because we've had, we've had the avengers infinity war happened endgame happened now you have metas getting together being like we could do that yeah and give me nathan fillion as mr immortal <laughs> oh that would be great I would love Fillion as Mr. Immortal because he has incredible Captain Hammer feels. Yep. <laughs> so it's it's the same dude. Captain Hammer just learned how to feel pain. And <laughs> you know what? He doesn't die. So now he's just in a lot of pain all the time. Yeah, all the time. <laughs> worst power. I don't die, but I feel everything. I feel it all. Uh yeah, do you think okay so we know Loki's getting his own show and the Loki that's still in existence is the one that's right out of Avengers 2012 um 
does he show up in Thor Love and Thunder or is it done between like will we never see Thor and Loki in the same scene again I don't think we'll ever see them in the same scene again and that makes me sad but then you know it's almost like if they did have him in the same scene again that would be Thor once again having to live through the death of his brother like all, I mean because we see it in this one he, he mourns Loki because he believes Loki died which I guess we need to kind of want to talk about like how did he survive that or what part is the hologram when did the hologram show up like magic yeah you know <laughs> it's always like how does he how did he manipulate that situation um but way he manipulated Thor's hand when he cut it off yeah I guess like, like, what, all just magic glamour was it as he touched him was it set up beforehand is the hammer not even real like... <laughs> um what was it uh so yeah and then we see you know he sees loki get killed again by thanos in uh infinity war so if he shows up in thor love and thunder does thor once again be like oh my god you're alive brother and then wait that means i had to watch you die again some at some point like this sucks oh. <laughs> this, that's when he's like i'm done i can't be thor anymore <laughs> can't do it. you know what jane if he's gonna die you get to watch him this time you get to watch him die so there you go um, i hope he shows up it's a thor movie yeah it makes sense right yeah if he shows up and he's like hey hey Maybe we can trick Mjolnir into thinking I'm worthy. <laughs> you know, that was kind of interesting because like when they're walking through the hallway and, and uh, Loki keeps changing his appearance at the first one he takes on as an Asgardian guard, right? And he's carrying a pole, uh, a pole arm, uh, which would be a weapon. But then when he switches back over to Loki, he's like, hey, why don't you give me a weapon to use? And I was like, Wait, does that mean that the pole arm that he created for that glamour, like it does it not work? Does it not exist? Like if he were to hit somebody with it, would it just go right through the person? Probably. Huh. Unless yeah. there's like rules to his magic where there's like some sort of tangibility, but like like not really. Like maybe it's there for like a quick fool, like, oh yeah, here, hold this for a second. Cool, thanks, man. I could take it back. Thank you. <laughs> But, but like, then, like, when the the big ugly like ogre elf that kills him like grabs him and then sticks him onto the to the the spear that's sticking through him, like you would think he feels that he feels the the body going through the pole arm. I don't know. It's it's. I know I shouldn't jump to dive too much into it, but it just seems like the rules to that glamours the the glamour spell is is a little wonky they've never been explained so it's kind of on them to tell us how it works yeah and you leave it open-ended so that you can do whatever you want with it and be like haha magic and i'm like um your mom would be disappointed in you for using your magic that way <laughs> you just have to keep bringing up the fact that your mom would be very disappointed in you i think that's how you keep loki in line yeah is hey <laughs> Frigga would be very upset with you right now. And he's like, damn. And then you have to wait two weeks for him to get out of his feels, and then you can do whatever you're doing. 
So I remember that last week at the end of Iron Man 3, I didn't say where that fell in my uh, 23 order. Well, it fell in the 21. Oh, <laughs> so 21. Iron Man 3 is the second, third from the last uh, uh, movie in the MCU for me. Thor, the Dark World, the second from the last. It is number 22. <laughs> so Iron Man 2, then Thor, the Dark World, then Iron Man 3. Like Those are my three worst of the MCU movies. You know what? Yeah. <laughs> so that's what Thor by yourself, you mean nothing to me, friend. Uh, <laughs> when in ensembles, I think you're great. I feel like maybe we should have focused more attention on not giving Thor standalone movies because he works the best in this setting in an ensemble. Yeah. So we might have been able to get a Hawkeye movie. Yeah which I think would have been valid. I think, yeah, we're obviously getting the Hawkeye show. Well, I don't know if it's obvious anymore. I think, I don't know if it's up in the air or what's going on with it, but that was like the last one of all the Disney plus Marvel shows to, to get. So we could have gotten a Netflix daredevil movie. (laughs) We could have not sure it would have happened, but I can be upset. (laughs) <laughs> it's valid your 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 emotion <laughs> thank you for humoring me mitch <laughs> <laughs> never never humor always sincerity <laughs> ian where um, can people find you online so y'all can find me if you're watching this as we record it live you already found me you found him hey hi uh, <laughs> you can find me twitch.tv slash ian flux i'm there pretty regularly things are getting ready to change because uh Arizona says, hey, it's safe. You can do whatever you're trying to do. Don't listen. <laughs> Be safe. Wear masks. Anyway. Wear masks, um, so work is kicking back up for me, but you can find me at twitch.tv slash Ian Flux and at Ian Flux 12 on Twitter. I can also be found on Twitter. I'm at Mitchipedia GEM. The rest of Geek Elite Media is at Geek Elite Media on Twitter, at Geek Elite Media on Instagram, and Facebook.com forward slash Geek Elite Media is our Facebook page. Check out our website, geekleetmedia.com, for archived episodes of this podcast and other podcasts from our network. Please rate and review our podcast on whatever podcatcher that you use so they will help spread the word of our network. But until next time, this is Journey into Mystery on the Geekly Media Network saying always remember to geek out. This concludes our broadcast. Beep.